Howdy, welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast. We know you've got a buffet of media to choose from each week. That's why we put a lot of effort into finding stories from the Bible that have relevant lessons for us today. I hope you enjoy. COVID has changed us. Think of back one year from today and what was going on in your life. You know, we really hadn't been affected yet by COVID. It was actually a couple weeks from now when everything seemed to hit. And I came across an article that talks about the 10 ways that COVID has changed us. Now, I'm not going to go through all 10, but here's some of the things that that it pointed out. We have a new vocab that we've learned. Vocabulary. COVID-19, social distance has become something part of things we talk about. Something else that COVID has done to society, anxiety and depression have been on the rise over this past year. Something else, a lot of rumors have happened. One um, research group did a study and found out the pandemic has hatched more than 2,000 rumors and conspiracy theories. In one year, all these things flooding at us. School being closed. Now, some of you kids may have loved that. Some of you that are in homeschool may wished that somehow your school could be affected. But think about the experience that you have had over the past year in regards to how your life has been changed. Today we are going to look at changed in three different areas. There's actually three invitations that we're going to look at today. The first invitation is this, change. The second invitation is don't change. And the third invitation is be changed. So before we jump into these three invitations, I need to talk to you about another fundamental principle. We actually talked about it in the Sabbath school lesson this morning here in the adult class. Because if you don't understand this foundation principle, you're not gonna understand these three invitations. The first record of this foundational principle is found in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. There in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, we find Adam and Eve. Think back to that story. And Adam and Eve were given something there in the garden. What they were given, we term free will or free choice. When God created Adam and Eve, he gave them instructions on how to live. And he said, now you choose whether you want to follow those instructions. Yesterday, I changed the oil on my tractor. Now, with my tractor came an instruction manual. It said how much oil to put in it. It said what kind of oil I should put in it. But I had free will when it comes to changing the oil on my tractor. I could have decided whether I wanted to put sand in it. 
I could have decided, well, you know what? Water's a whole lot cheaper. I'm going to put that in instead. Kubota, the maker of my tractor, said, here is how we made it to run the best, but you have free will to choose what you want to do when you change the oil or when you put diesel in the fuel tank. God does not force us to do anything. And Pathfinders, each one here today, that is something we must understand. It's foundational. God gives us free choice. He gives you and me free choice on whether we want to follow what is in this book. Now, with that in mind, with that as the foundation, I want to look at these three invitations. Invitation number one is change. I remember one time in school, my teacher coming to me and pulling me aside. And she took me outside and she actually took myself and a good friend of mine outside into the hallway. We were standing there against the door and she said, what am I gonna have to do to get you boys to change? I know that you're gonna be shocked at this next part of why I was in the hall. I was in the hall because evidently I liked talking. I liked talking when my teacher was talking. I liked talking when I was supposed to be not talking and I liked talking when I could be talking. And so my teacher invited me outside and said, what am I going to do to get you, Gary, to change? I had a choice. But did you know that every one of us is being called to change? How do I know that? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short. So every one of us here today are in the same boat. We've all fallen short of something. We're all sinners. We've all made mistakes. We all need to change. And God invites us to change. Romans 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we've all sinned. We've all been invited to change. But the question is, how can you and I change? All we have to do is pray this prayer that David did in Psalms chapter 51. In Psalms 51 verse 10, David says this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. If you want to change, that's all you have to do. Pray to him and say, God, you know what? Create a clean heart in me. I can't do it on my own. If you want to see change in your life, if there is a habit that you have in your life that you want to work on, 
invite Jesus to help you do it. It's really pretty simple. It's something everyone from beginners, Sabbath school, to the oldest one here today can understand and is invited to do. And I love Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all been invited to change. And then we're reminded that we can do all things through Jesus. All we have to do is ask him. So the first invitation God gives us today is the invitation of change. And he gives it to us over and over and over and over again. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Pathfinders, if you haven't told Jesus that you want him to come into your heart and change you, I want to invite you to do that today. The rest of you that are sitting here today, those watching online, if you have not made that decision and invited him into your heart, I want to invite you to do that today. It's not too late. It's a simple request. Change. And that leads me to invitation number two. And that is this. Don't change. Huh? Change and then don't change? Now think about this second invitation. This second invitation of don't change, both Jesus and the devil want you to do it. The devil wants you to not change before invitation number one. He wants you to stay as you are before you ask Jesus to cleanse your heart. Jesus wants you to not change after you've asked him to come into your heart. Think about that. Turn with me, if you have your Bibles, to Psalms chapter 15. Psalms chapter 15. Psalms chapter 15, and we're going to, we're not going to read the whole thing today, but we're going to read um, just a few verses here. Psalms chapter 15 begins with this question. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? And who may dwell in your holy hill? David is basically saying, you know what, God, who in the world can live in heaven? Who can make it up there? Have you ever been tempted to ask that question? I know I have. Things may not be going good. You've made mistakes and you're like, you know what? I, I am not worthy to be up there. Well, David was having one of those days. And he was saying, you know what, God? Who in the world can live up there with you? Well, he begins to answer this question. He who walks uprightly, who works righteousness, speaks truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. But then 
in verse 4, he comes to something very interesting. After giving this list of all these good characteristics, he then says in verse 4, He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. What is David talking about there? David is talking about someone who has given their heart to Jesus and doesn't ever leave that. But every day wakes up and says, you know what? Here's another day, Jesus. I want to give my heart to you. David says that's the kind of person that's going to be in heaven one day. A person that has changed and then a person that doesn't change after they're changed but every day goes back to God in prayer. I remember when I was in college. I went to Southern Adventist University, and when I was there, my best friend and I went home one spring break. And on this particular spring break, he had a Chevrolet Blazer, and that Blazer had a V6 in it. But typical guys, a V6 was never a big enough engine. And so he decided that he needed to put a V8 in it, a Chevy 350. And so his dad bought him a brand new crate engine 350. And over spring break, our goal was to switch this V6 out for the V8. We got the V6 out. We found out it's much easier to take something apart than maybe start getting it back together. <laughs> so we took this out relatively fast. And as we were getting the new engine in, we had the engine lift there. He had a big automatic lift and his dad was lowering it down while the two of us were underneath this jacked up blazer and we were there with the bolts to put them in the engine mount when his dad got it down to the right height. So his dad was there, he had a contraption that he was lowering it with, with the power, and he was lowering it with, and we're sitting there, we're saying, just a little bit more, just a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, it was probably me because I was the loud one, I shouted out, stop. Don't move. Because where he had the engine was exactly where we needed it, to get these bolts in. Don't move, it's in the right place. Well, that is exactly what David is talking about here. Change, but when you have given your heart to Jesus, don't move. Continue to give him your heart daily. That's what he's saying here. Solomon talks about one way the devil may try to get you to change. And he warns each one of us. In Proverbs 24, 21, he says, My son, fear the Lord and the king. Do not associate with those given to change. Huh. Don't associate with individuals that try to get you to change from giving your heart to Jesus. Think about Daniel there in the Bible. Daniel grew up hearing about God, 
But Daniel was taken a prisoner. Daniel had choices to make. And the choice that I am thinking of today is the one that he had when the decree went out of who to worship. Daniel had made a change in his life. He had given his heart to God at a young age. And he was now there with the question, do I change and go with the rules of the world or do I stand on the decision that I had made? Daniel decided to stand, but it got him thrown into the lion's den. The next morning, the king rushes out and I love what Daniel says in Daniel 6 verse 22. When the king calls down and says, Daniel, are you still alive? Daniel says this, King, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Daniel says, King, I didn't change. I've stayed true to my God and he has protected me. If you have accepted Jesus into your heart today, I want to invite you to never change. Make that decision each and every day. But you know what? You're given that decision each and every day because we serve a God that loves us and believes in free will. Two invitations. First, the invitation to change and then the invitation to not change. Which leads us to invitation number three. Be changed. A few weeks ago, my dad passed away. And my dad battled Parkinson's for over 20 years. I never heard him complain. The only time that I heard him maybe say something to me that could have been construed as a complaint was early on after he was diagnosed. They lived in the, Hong, in, um, the Philippines at the time. And when they were there in the Philippines, there is one thing my dad loved almost as much as God. And that was playing the piano. My dad played the piano all the time. He played the piano so much that my mom bought him headphones to plug into his piano. When he got up in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep because of his Parkinson's, he would go out there and play the piano for hours. Well, I was over there one day and we were sitting down, I was sitting in the living room and he was there playing the piano and he stopped and he looked over at me and he said this. He said, you know what, Gary? Ever since I got Parkinson's, I haven't been able to make the runs like I used to. He said, I've noticed it gets worse and worse. That's the only thing I ever remember him saying about that. But you know what? There is going to be a day where he's not going to have that pain anymore. There's going to be a day when your hands don't hurt. If you had seen our house last night, you would have seen 
Well, I'll talk about myself, not the fact that Denise was doing the same thing. <laughs> you would have seen us walking around like we couldn't move because our lower backs hurt. Evidently, we're not as young as we used to be, and we're reminded of that on a daily occurrence. Think about that day. Your back won't ache. Your teeth will be perfect. You won't need any of those metal contraptions that have taken all of my savings for my three children to have right now. I think of 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but what? We shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. There's a day coming when those who have accepted invitation number one and invitation number two will be invited to invitation number three and that is to be changed. Jesus wants each one of us here today to be there on that day. You know, Jesus is looking forward to the day of changing you. Perhaps there's something that you would like changed about yourself. I remember one time in grade school, I know no one does this anymore. There were some girls talking in our class and some of us maybe not so kind boys, walked up and we heard what they were discussing. They had a mirror out and they were looking at themselves. This is what they were doing with said mirror. They were deciding if one eye was lower than the other eye. Us boys had our opinions, which did not help their case. They then were having someone else hold the mirror farther back to decide if one ear was lower than the other ear. This was an intense discussion of which we did not assist in at all. But you know what, as you look down, I look down in my hands, I see a whole lot of scars. You know what, one day, those are gonna be gone. One day soon, when Jesus comes back, my dad's gonna be able to sit down at the piano and play without any pain in his hands. One day soon, you're gonna to get to see your loved ones who are sleeping in Jesus. One day soon, Jesus is coming to change each one of us. Three invitations for each one of us here today. First invitation is change. Second invitation, don't change. And third invitation, be changed. So today as I close, I'm gonna do something a little different today. And I'm gonna need the Pathfinder's involvement in this. Today as I close, I have two stories. You're going to choose which story you want to hear. By raised hands, if it's close, then I get to make the decision. Hallelujah. 
Story number one is about a gardener. Story number two is about George. If you want to hear about the gardener or George, raise your hand when I mention this. Only Pathfinders, sorry for the rest of you. <laughs> Pathfinders, if you want to hear about the gardener, raise your hand. What is this? This is like the hanging Chad vote. <laughs> if you want to hear about the gardener, raise your hand, Pathfinder. I know you have excitement. Okay. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, if you want to hear about George, raise your hand. Okay, well, I guess we'll tell the story about George. A man was once working in his machine shop. For those that want to hear the story about the gardener, I'll tell you afterwards if you want to come ask me. A man was once working with a friend in a machine shop. If you've ever been to a machine shop, they can get pretty messy. And it was about time to close. And a fellow worker whose name was George, had a job to sweep and clean all of the shavings underneath all the machines. George was a man who accepted Jesus into his life. Jesus had changed George. And George went around at the end of every day sweeping up all of these shavings. And as he did, he would sing songs. He would sing songs about Jesus. He sang songs about heaven. One song that he loved to sing at the top of his lungs is when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Well, it was a Friday afternoon. It was about 10 minutes before everybody was done with work and ready to go home. But what typically happened every day was 10 minutes before closing time, everybody was allowed to go change out of their yuck clothes and get their clothes that they were going to wear home. Well, on this particular day, George's friend was watching George and he was sweeping behind everything. And George looked a disaster. He was a mess. He looked a little bit like my son Heath when he gets done playing in the clay and then wants to come walk through the entire house. He was a disaster. And George's friend looked at him and said, George, um, you know, you need to be done and you need to change. George says, ah, I'm fine. Kept on sweeping. He got everything done. His friend Karen said, listen, you are crazy. It's Friday. Don't you want to go home? George then looked at his friend and he said, you know, let me show you something. And George went over to the corner. He put his broom where it was supposed to go. He put the dustpan where it was supposed to go. And then he looked back at his friend. And he said, let me show you something pretty cool. He took his clothes and he had a big long zipper and he unzipped and underneath, his friend saw that there were perfectly clean clothes. You see, he was ready to go home. And George looked at his friend, and his friend, who later became a pastor, said, I will never forget what George said to me. He said, George said to me, you see... I stay ready 
from getting ready, just like I'm ready for Jesus to come back. Pathfinders, friends here today, Jesus is coming back. And he's invited each one of us to accept the change that he offers and then never change after we accept. And one day soon, we're going to see him coming back in those clouds of glory. And on that day, my prayer is that each one of us here today, each one of you Pathfinders here today, each individual living in a daresville will be changed. Will be changed and we will get to live in heaven forever. Change, don't change, be changed. Thank you so much for listening. We record these messages each week at the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Adairsville. And if you're ever in the area, we'd love to see you. Stop in and say hi and enjoy some good Southern food with us. We'll see you next week.